Good morning. This is the day that God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Elliot Munn, and I am the pastor here of the Virgins Congregational Church, an open and affirming congregation of the United Church of Christ. Know that whoever you are, wherever you are on life's journey, you're welcome here with us. Please rise and body our spirit for a call to worship. Blessed be the Lord God who looks with kindness on us. We are the inheritors of the promises made long ago to our ancestors. Blessed be the Lord God who gathers us here in this place from across the street from halfway around the world. God brings us home to the heart of grace. Blessed be the Lord God who has remembered us. Scoffers and singers, watchers and wigglers, we are those redeemed by God.
Let us pray. Sovereign God, come to us now in silent, holy prayer. Still our distracted minds, our bruised hearts, our longing bodies. Then speak the power of Jesus' name in such a way that we might hear it, in such a way that we might bear it into the world as people who seek not to preserve what we know, but to make palpable who you are. For we move and pray by the gift of your breath within us. Amen. Our scripture lesson, our first scripture lesson today comes from Colossians chapter 1, verses 11 through 20, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 956. May you be strong, made strong with all of the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience, while joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance in the saints of light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness 
and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. Our second lesson comes from Luke chapter 23, verses 33 through 43. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into our kingdom, into your kingdom. He replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. During my study uh, leave a few weeks ago, I arrived at St. John's Abbey in Collegeville, Minnesota on the morning of November 2nd, All Souls Day. Rather than gathering in the church, the monks held noontime prayer that day 
in the campus cemetery. There were psalms, songs, and prayers. And then they asked us to take these little plastic bottles of holy water and to go and bless the different gravestones of the deceased. Elizabeth told me to find the headstone of her beloved childhood priest, Father Eugene. So I took a little bottle and went searching through the sea of granite. There were two other Eugenes there before I finally found the right one. I looked down the hill and I saw the sun shimmering on the pristine uh, Lake uh, Sagatagan. And I was skeptical if this little water in a plastic container would add much holiness to the place or to even Eugene. I first went to visit Eugene at St. John's with Elizabeth years ago when he was nearing the end of his life. He was still very kind and affirming. From a little girl, he had always affirmed Elizabeth's call to ministry. And even as he was dying, he did the same. The nursing care provided uh, was provided there in a special wing of the abbey. So his community was close, and his care was very good until the very end. Remembering this visit, I squirted a little water on the stone, said a prayer, and snapped a picture to document my pilgrimage. I was glad to honor a good man and comfort Elizabeth, even if holy water it seemed you know, a little bit folksy for my taste. Jesus' passing could not have been more different than Eugene's. Luke says he was crucified at a place called the Skull, which does not particularly sound welcoming. We know Romans wanted crucifixion to send a message to any other person who considered crossing the state. So it was likely a central and visible place. Jesus was scorned, insulted, and tortured there with his only friends left kept away by the guards. As Christians, we strive for our farewells of the deceased to be like Eugene's, but we worship someone while also revering a leader like Christ. With a role model like Jesus, leadership in Christian communities is challenging. While I was at the abbey, the monks were chattering about the election of a new abbot on the horizon. Being an abbot comes with serious authority. The monks swear an oath of obedience, and there are major decisions about their life's direction that are made by somebody else. Yes, the abbot consults the other monks, but his word is final. There is even a special seat at the head of the abbey church called the abbot's throne. As one monk told me, the abbot does not simply lead. The abbot rules. This is a stark contrast to authority in a congregational church of the United Church of Christ. Like Benedictines, congregations choose their leaders, but most power in our setting comes from influence or charisma rather than authority in the strict sense. 
Each person is given a broad swath to follow Jesus, and we covenant to be on this journey together. Our individual relationships with Jesus lay the foundation for our life together, and we shudder at the thought of someone impinging on our freedom. I wouldn't be surprised if many of you squirm when we call Jesus Lord or King. It feels so anti-democratic. We don't use those titles much outside of scripture or our favorite classic hymns or anthems. In fact, I intentionally don't use them most of the time because of our culture's troubled relationship with hierarchy and patriarchy in particular. And yet if you pushed me into a rhetorical corner, I would affirm that Jesus is Lord and King. There is no ecclesial or political rank um, that is higher. Far more interesting than whether Jesus is king is what kind of king Jesus is. And how does this king relate to his subjects? Christ the king or reign of Christ Sunday, which today is, seems like a good Sunday to wrestle with these questions. I would say our text recalling Jesus' crucifixion emphasizes three aspects of Jesus' kingship. The first is forgiveness. He was about to pay the ultimate price for unconditionally loving God and neighbor, and he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. It is so tempting to punch back hard and fast against the people who wrong us especially when we're punching down against people with less power than we have. And yet Jesus shows restraint and even offers forgiveness. If our sovereign acts this way, he frees us to let go of the grudges and hurts that comes from others wronging us. The second is connected, but certainly important in its own right, and that's humility. The leaders of the people scoff at Jesus and tell him to save himself. The man next to him tells him to save all three of those on the cross. And yet Jesus doesn't take the bait. Much like his encounter with Satan in the wilderness, he does not let the callousness of others derail his mission. He has a larger point he is trying to prove about the lengths love is willing to travel. Likewise, each of us can live more truly into our God-given calls by passing on opportunities to elevate our status and keeping humble. The third is hope. When the other man asks Jesus to remember him, when Jesus enters his kingdom, Jesus replies, truly I tell you, Today you will be with me in paradise. When things get hard, it's easy to imagine that they will remain that way forever. And yet when things look bleakest for Jesus, he held on to hope. Jesus doesn't promise the kingdom in the by and by either. He says, today, with me, paradise. The kingdom is near and within our grasp. With Christ as our king, embodying his power has real implications 
in the way we live our lives. Because Christ is king of all, his call on our lives extends to every part. We don't stop belonging to Christ when we vote, buy our groceries, or go to work. Endowed with the gifts of the Spirit, we always run the risk of abusing our power. And the gift of the image of Christ, the King, is that it helps us prioritize our lives. It eschews simple solutions and cuts to the heart of the matter. Are we putting the truth first? Are we putting love first? Are we putting Christ first? As governments and even churches rise and fall, and they do, our King is Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us continue in the spirit of prayer. Christ Jesus, you are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. All things came into being through you, and without you, not a single thing came into being. You are our friend, redeemer, companion, teacher, healer, savior, and yes, king. You have so many names for the ways that you grace our lives. Because of the breadth of your compassion for the world, we can bring our whole selves to you anytime in prayer. Hear us, receive us now. We come with immense gratitude for celebrations of life, for family togetherness, and for the goodness of simply being the church together and welcoming new folks into our membership. God, we also know that there's so much of the world in need of transformation. Offer healing in mind and body and spirit for those who are sick and hurting, especially Annette and Jerry Draw into community the lonely. Hold close those who are missing friends and family this holiday. Give safe shelter to the housing secure. Give a restful Thanksgiving break to teachers and students. And give guidance to our search team as 
We seek to find a new leader for our Sunday school. Heal the divisions in our country so that true justice may flourish. Give us courage, O Christ, to shape a more equitable and loving society where senseless humiliation and death is not the price of liberty. When we are vulnerable, honest, when we are vulnerable and honest about the challenges in front of us, you, Jesus, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, are with us. And you celebrate with us in gratitude as we lift up our joys for life lived fully and abundantly. Now hear us as we pray words you taught so long ago. Our Creator, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As citizens of God's unfolding reign, we have so much to celebrate. Go in peace to be Christ's hands and feet, dancing and serving, surrounded by the love of God we know in three persons. Amen. <laughs>